Doodle Bible School. Here I am over there, and here I am over here, and look at us. <laughs> Good to see you this morning. Thank you for being here. I am grateful for your presence. Here we go. Are you ready? All right. Doodle Bible School. We uh, Basic Bible stuff is what we're covering as Moses parts the Red Sea, and we are experiencing Exodus. <laughs> There's Moses, and that's me, and I said that, but... Good to have you here. Experiencing Exodus. Good stuff, guys. I'm telling you what, we're moving right along here. I think we're into chapter six today. <laughs> Going to spend the entire year in the book of Exodus because there are a lot of chapters. <laughs> All right, guys. Segment one, you know what happens. It's going to right here. See you, watch it. Do the doodle. That's right. Do the doodle. So get out your doodle later. And we're going to do the doodle. All right. You got some paper? You got a whiteboard? You. Don't draw on the table. Moms do not like that. <laughs> I draw on a paper or something like that. All right, let's review. <coughs> Here's what we've doodled so far. Chapter 1 looks like a whip. It's because God's people are enslaved. Chapter 2 looks like a basket floating in the water. See the little ripple there? Moses gets born. And they put him afloat in the river. Remember that? What's that look like? Looks like a bush that's on fire. Very good. That's right, the burning bush. All right, that's Moses. Cause remember, we got about that's Moses, and then an arrow in this guy. That's supposed to be Aaron, his brother. Moses gets Aaron. They're gonna team up, kind of like Batman and Robin. <laughs> All right, and then chapter five. What happens in chapter five? Remember, Pharaoh, nasty guy, takes away their straw. They got to make bricks with by gathering the straw and making the bricks. Really bad, dude. And then in chapter six. Da -da -da -da, this is going to be my mom's favorite chapter. I hope she's watching. In chapter 6, we're going to trace the genealogy of Moses and Aaron. The genealogy. You know what genealogy means? That means you look back over who is your mom and dad. All right, who is your dad's mom and dad, and who's your mom's mom and dad? And then who's your great-grandpa, and that kind of stuff, okay? And so this is the way you kind of trace your, your family tree, or you kind of trace your genealogy. It's a big word. But uh, if you could basically get the concept, I'm, I'm good with that, moms and dads. So if they get the concept, it's okay. But I want you to notice what we got here. See that symbol right there? That looks like the Moses symbol, right, from up here, when he's floating in a basket, and we use it over here uh, in chapter 4 as well, okay? Well, that means that Moses is going to be this guy here. So what I need you to do, first of all, is I just want you to draw a straight line, okay? Straight line. Got it? And then I want you to put two marks on your straight line like a lot, can you do it? And then two lines over here like that. You got it? All right. Now, up here, now I'm not going to draw them like Gabriel does because he's a lot better drawer than I am. We're going to go like this. And then this lady, she's going to have a skirt on, okay? That's the way you represent a girl, okay? That's going to be Moses' dad and Moses' mom. Now, they have three children. One's another dude. His name is Aaron. And then they have a girl. And then they have another guy. Okay. What's her name? I think her name is Miriam, isn't it? All right. Oops, I'm, I did this bad, guys. I'm sorry. That was Sonny Childs doing it bad. Let's take her off again. Oops. Can you? I hope you have an eraser because I did it bad. She's got to have a skirt. That makes her the girl. All right. So you got Aaron. Miriam, and 
Moses, okay? And I don't know, I should have differentiated Moses, but maybe I should do it the way Gabriel does it over here, okay? He did the basket thing. All right, so we'll do the basket thing. And that way, you know, see, you've got these little funny things happening right here. But he's got the basket happening. Whoop, 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 whoop. And that's supposed to be Moses, because that's our icon, or our picture, that represents Moses so far. And that probably changes as we get closer to other parts of the story. But there's three kids, okay? And so, mom and dad, oops, I did that right, backwards. Dad and mom, <laughs> I was pointing at the wrong people. Dad and mom have three kids. And here's the three kids. The one we want to talk about, of course, is Moses. Aaron's going to be sort of similarly cord. He's going to be pretty primary too, but not as much as Moses. Okay, old Moses. You know, you gotta. I'm gonna do that thing right there because that. See up there. That's the. That's the two. That's where it ripples in the waters. Okay. Do you guys have it? Oh, by the way, if you wanted to do this, I don't know if you care, but the way you make it look like it's 3D a little bit is you take and you got to give it a little bit of a thing like that. See how Gabriel did that up there? Just a little bit of a thing like that, and that makes it look like it's a, a deeper basket. All right, that wasn't too bad. So chapter six, we're going to trace the genealogy, or you can think of it as the family tree. Either way, I don't care. But we're going to trace the genealogy. And oh, I even forgot to do the most important part. So where's the six, Sonny? Well, Gabriel used this. He used the six as if it was circling. Moses as being our primary guy in the story. See what he did there? So he used the six right here. He used the six as if you're, okay, Moses is going to be the main character. And so he uses the six to circle that. That's the way we remember six. So in chapter six, Moses gets circled in the family tree. Okay, so chapter six, genealogy of Moses and Aaron. And he talks about both of them. So you got to have both of them there if you want to get the answer correct. <laughs> All right. So if I was going to prepare you for the final test, I would ask you these two questions. What is the theme for Exodus chapter 6? Well, let's see. We draw our picture in our mind and we circle it with the six, Moses. Moses and then Aaron over here, he's going to be in it too. But really, uh, the thing I really want you to remember is that Moses' genealogy or his family tree, okay? And can you do the picture? Clearly you can. It's a little bit of a complicated, well, it's not really complicated, just a lot of moving parts in it. I think you can do this, but you got to kind of remember in your head, what in the world? Okay, let's be silly. Here's my buddy, the uh, llama dude. Llama dude. It kind of sound funny. Oh, llama dude. <laughs> Anyhow, what kind of stories do crabs tell? I've never been around too many crabs. Crusty crab. <laughs> That's that restaurant down under you. Yeah, you know that. But I've never been really around too many. I I haven't. And, and, and so I don't know what crabs would tell. All I know is they got those pinchers and they, they kind of scare me and I don't like being around them <laughs> because of that. But if I were going to sit a far distance away from a crab so he couldn't pinch me and I let him tell me a story, what kind of story would a crab tell? Well, a crab would tell lobster tails. <laughs> Get it? Lobster tails? It's a play on words. And then the, the, the way it's spelled here is... A story, a tale, okay? But we also eat lobster tails when you go to Red Lobster or someplace like that, don't we? You know, <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny either. Okay, moving on. 
<laughs> segment number two, as our head pops up and we make a memory and we stick it right there in the old gourd. <laughs> the old gourd. Sticky right in there. Okay. All right. We're going to make a memory. That means we've got to work on a memory verse. Old Moses, he says, look, guys. He says, all you got to do is say it five times. <laughs> all right. Amram took as his wife. So that's going to be the dad. This dude in the name over here is going to be Amram. You got to love that. Amram. And guess what his mom's name is? Jochebed. <laughs> oh, dear. Those are kind of funny names. Amram and Jochebed. Anyhow, there's Amram and there's old Jochebed, and they're going to have some kids. That's what I'm saying right here. Anyhow, Amram took as his wife. So we got to say that five times. Amram took as his wife. 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 Abraham took as his wife. See, you just say it. Make silly noises as you say it. Dance if you need to. Stick your finger in your ear. <laughs> Whatever. And it helps you to remember. Amram took as a wife. And then you got the next one. Jochebed, his father's sister. And she bore him Aaron and Moses. There, Aaron and Moses. Now, it, doesn't, it doesn't mention the sister in this one, but we'll talk about her later on. All right, so you say it five times. Each line five times. But if that it doesn't stick in your old head, you can also leave blanks. <clears throat> I know this one. And I know that one. Because they're funny names. Amram and Jochebed. <laughs> Say Jochebed with me five times. Jochebed, 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 Jochebed. <laughs> That's a funny name for a woman, isn't it? Jochebed. Okay. Jochebed, is supper ready yet? <laughs> <laughs> Amram, I told you I'd get it here in a minute. Just don't be bothering me. <laughs> that must have been the... I don't know whether they talked that way or not, but anyhow. Amram and Jochebed. That's all you got to do. See what I'm saying? Just leave those blanks right there. So moms and dads, I'll get my big head out the way. You can take a screenshot of that. That's the ESV, by the way. And what I would encourage you to do, moms and dads, is use whatever translation you're most, most comfortable with. That's fine. Of course, you got to rewrite it because I'm using the ESV. But you can do that. All right, and, and train your children to memorize. Put the scriptures in their mind. It will be a very, very big blessing to them. So if I were going to test you over this segment, I would ask these questions. What were the names of Moses' parents? Amram and Jochebed. <laughs> if you can say that over and over again, it kind of sticks in your head. Amram and Jochebed. Amram and Jochebed. Amram and Jochebed. Am Ram and Jochebed. <laughs> See, now you got the. I did it. See, it's in there. It's stuck right in your head right now. Am Ram and Jochebed. So there's the answer to that question. And can you quote the memory verse? Well, not yet because there's too much stuff in it, but I'm working on it. How about you? Am Ram and Jochebed. <laughs> Let's be silly. All right, here's Am Ram and there's Jochebed. <laughs> no, I don't think that's the name of it, anyhow. Why did the lion cross the road? Now, it seems to me that this joke is not really told appropriately because I don't think it's a lion that crosses the road, is it? You know, but anyhow, in this particular road, in this particular road, in this particular joke, we're going to ask about a lion, not a chicken, a lion. Why did the lion cross the road? To get to the other pride. <laughs> a pride. That's a group of lions, a pride. You know what I'm saying? And so he's getting to the other, not the other side. He wants to get to the other pride. <laughs> I didn't 
think is funny either. So far, we're off to a really pitiful start on our jokes. It's going to get better, though, I think. All right, moving on. Segment number three. In the third segment, we ponder the passage as we sit by the pond and we ponder saying, hmm. <laughs> Pondering. Hmm. All right, as we ponder this passage, here's the passage we're going to ponder. Okay. Oh, dear. We're going to have to take down our family genealogy tracing thing. Sorry, Mom. She loves genealogy. Anyhow, we're going to put that down here, and that will give us the entire passage. All right. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty Yahweh, but by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. And so in this passage, we're going to have a special word that uh, is going to be introduced, Yahweh. It's not a word that you use very much in relationship to God, unless you're a pretty good Bible student, but it's an interesting word. It's an ancient, ancient word. One of the most ancient names that God ever had, Yahweh, okay? And it means God Almighty. And what he's going to say here to Moses is, I'm actually going to address you in an even more intimate way than I did with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But I want you to remember Yahweh. That's the name that means God Almighty. Okay. Say therefore to the people of Israel, here's what I want you to tell my folks. I am the Lord, and I'll bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. So God says, because remember, the, the, the children of Israel are doubting Moses at this point. Because remember what happened last chapter? Moses comes along, and all of a sudden Pharaoh makes their work even worse. And they began to blame Moses and said, Moses, you come along, it didn't get any better. And so they're starting to gang up on Moses. And God says to Moses, you go and tell my people, I am the Lord, and I am going to deliver you from this. And one of the ways it's going to, that's going to happen is I am going to bring about great acts of judgment. And here in a little bit, we're going to start seeing the ten plagues that he puts off onto the Egyptians. Remember, they're horrible. Remember, the, the Nile River turns to blood, and you got frogs crawling in and out of the houses. and It's just really, really nasty. But God's going to do all of that to punish Egypt because they haven't listened to God and because they have mistreated God's people. So he says great acts of judgment are going to come. That's a, that's a question that you're going to have on your test. I will take you to be my people and I'll be your God and you shall know that I am the Lord your God and has brought you who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To swear is not to say a bad word. In this case, it's to make a promise, a commitment, a covenant. I swore, kind of like what happens when, if you've ever seen somebody who's on trial, and they're a witness, perhaps, uh, witnesses that come forward, and they have to swear that they're going to tell the truth. That's what's happening here. God said, I told Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I swore to them as a commitment that I was going to give them a certain land. I'll give it to you. He said, I'm going, to, I'm going to keep that promise. I'm going to give that land to their descendants. And I'm going to give it to you, for I am the Lord. Moses spoke thus to the people, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. Very important part of the passage. They are not listening to Moses because they've got such a horrible life. Pharaoh has made it terrible on them. And so they're not listening to Moses. Even though Moses says, hey, I got good news. God's going to rescue us and take us to a better land. They're not listening because they're all 
I have to get up and go to work this morning and I hate my job. There, they have broken spirits because of the harsh slavery. So the Lord said to Moses, go in you tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But Moses said to the Lord, behold, the people of Israel don't listen. They don't even listen to me. How then shall Pharaoh listen to me? For I am a, of uncircumcised lips. I'm going to ask you and test what kind of lips do you say he has? Uncircumcised. In this context, what that means is that my lips do not function like they need to. Remember, he's already made that excuse. I can't talk very well. And God said, okay, who made your mouth? And then he keeps making excuses. He says, okay, I'll send Aaron with you. Well, that's kind of the same idea. And so he's going to say, I've got uncircumcised lips. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. He gave him the charge about Israel. He said, you go talk to the king, and then we're going to bring my people out of Egypt. Okay, so those would be your questions. So if I were te to test you in preparation for the final test, here are the five questions I would ask you to know the answers to. While you screenshot that, I'm going to lubricate my vocal cords. <laughs> All right, one of my all-time favorite pictures is the next silly picture that we're going to have pictured right here on the picture screen. <laughs> this girl, so she's kind of cute, and I like the lemon and everything. There she is. There's just something about her expression that's like, <laughs> what in the world? Here's her question. What was the baby doing in Egypt? I've often wondered that myself. If you just find a baby just kind of roaming around Egypt, by what, what what's the baby doing? <laughs> How'd the baby even get here? I'm thinking to myself. Okay, she asks the question, what was the baby doing in Egypt? Well, the baby clearly was looking for her mummy. <laughs> now, that one is funny. We're getting a little bit better here, okay? <laughs> the baby was looking for her mummy. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. All right, segment number four. Apply. Doing, 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 doing. Apply the why. Here's where we ask ourselves why. Why, Sonny? Are you even talking about Exodus chapter 6? Why? I'm fixing to tell you. Here's one application that I think we can draw. There's a lot of things, but here's one application. I thought it was interesting down here when it says that they didn't believe Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. You ever been in that situation? Did you ever feel so discouraged? It was really hard to believe anybody who said, hey, things are going to get better. Ever been so, I don't know, upset, so discouraged, so depressed that somebody comes, hey, listen, it's going to be okay tomorrow. The sun will come up tomorrow. Remember Annie singing that song? And you're thinking to yourself, no, it's not. I just, I, I'm so disgusted. I'm so depressed and so hurt. I just don't like it. And it's not going it, to, it's never going to get better. You ever feel that way? Question that you got to answer for me is this. What is the key to overcoming discouragement? When you feel that way, blue and everything's bad. It's never going to get better. How do you get to feeling better? What is the key to overcoming discouragement? I'll give you one hint. But there are other things. And so go ahead and, and, and answer this question with the other things. How do you overcome discouragement in your own life? Because that's what's happening to God's people here. They're very discouraged. They're not even believing Moses. When he comes along and he gives them good news, hey, things are going to get better. They don't believe him because they're so blue. What do you do? to get out of the blue. All right.
if we were going to test over that segment, which is segment four, I would ask this simple question. What is the key to overcoming discouragement? I think I already mentioned that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, remember, you don't have to write me a book. All I need is a couple lines here. What do you do to overcome discouragement? Let's be silly. That might be one thing you could do. You open the blinds and you see this kid pulling on his lips and you're thinking to yourself, whoa, what do girl snakes write at the bottom of their letters? If a girl snake wrote you a letter, <laughs> the first thing I'd say is, I'm not reading this because I don't like snakes. <laughs> but anyhow, if a girl snake wrote you a letter, how would she sign it at the bottom? What would she put at the very bottom? I would generally say something like, sincerely, Sunny Channels. <laughs> but what if the girl snake had a crush on you? <laughs> what would the girl snake say at the bottom of her letters? Well, she would say, love and hisses. <laughs> not kisses, love and hisses. It was just, it was February 14th there not too long ago. What What is that? Been? A Valentine's Day, that's right. And, you know, you give those little candy things, you know, chocolate. They said he loves those, you know. What are they called? Kisses? Well, yeah, yeah, Hershey kisses. Yeah, but... Not a snake. Snake will give out Hershey hisses. <laughs> Chocolate hisses. <laughs> That's pretty good. It got a little better towards the last of the jokes. You know, it, not the best. It's not the but we've done okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. Let us begin to enter into segment number five. This is where we have some... Do we really have to? The kid says as he strangles his dinosaur. Yes, we do. Here are the five questions. This is test number six. I said five questions. There are ten questions. Anyhow, here's uh, test number six, and there's the ten questions for you to go ahead. I'll just stand here looking pretty, and you can see if I go over here like this, it blocks this question. So I've got to get my, I'll, I'll do this. That way you can see me too. Did you, did you, did you screenshot it? Did, did, oh, 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 you got it? Good. That's really good. I'm glad you got it. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Here we are, you and me. Jokes weren't all that great this week. I get it. I get it. They'll get better. Just be patient. But, hey, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be okay. Thanks for being with me. Genesis. That's not the book. Exodus. That's the book. Exodus! Chapter 6. That's what we did. It was pretty good. You want to do it again? See if Oh, I love you. Be there. Matthew 16, 26.